Hello sisters, we are coming at you with some fun news today. First off, Kate has created a brand new seven day game schooling kickstart. It is completely free and it will show you how to incorporate games every day into your homeschool. Um, all you need to get started is a deck of cards. So it's pretty amazing. She breaks it down step by step. Every day you'll get an email and a video with exactly what you need to do. And it is so much fun. And I think it will really help with the February blahs that we are all feeling right now. Also, for those of you who are more experienced game schoolers and just want to jump in with both feet, she has released a brand new game schooling course. And we will make sure that there are links to both of those over at the show notes for this episode at thehomeschoolsisters.com. And finally, the Kindred Homeschool Collective is having a sale right now. If you're listening right now, it goes February 15th through February 17th. And it's a little different than the um, events that we've done in the past. We are helping you build your own conference this time because we know this year has been bumpy for everyone and we're thinking everybody might need a little something different this time. And so we wanna make sure that you can get that so you can actually buy an unlimited number of talks, whatever you want for just $10 a piece, but only through February 17th. So if you're listening, um, before February 17th, the end of the day, head over right now to kindredhomeschool.com. Uh, grab as many of those talks as you would like. Okay, we are going to share the game schooling episode today because we are all thinking about game schooling right now. Um, it's such a great thing to add to your winter. You can cover so many subjects and Kate is going to show you how because she is the game schooling queen. Again, we'll have links to her seven day kickstart and her brand new game schooling course. Both are awesome. I have seen them. You will love them. Um, and those links will be over at the show notes at thehomeschoolsisters.com. All right. See you soon. This episode is sponsored by Bardsey. Bardsey is a creative writing program that focuses on fun first. Too many writing programs for kids focus on the mechanics of writing first. At Bardsey, they've done the research and the best way to improve writing skills is to tap into your learners' innate creativity with fun and personally relevant activities. You won't find a bunch of grammar worksheets or tedious scripted exercises. They facilitate the most important part of creative writing, the creativity. Bardsey has every tool you need. The Bardsey method breaks storytelling down into two complementary steps, development and assembly. To put this method into practice, they've devised tools you won't find anywhere else, namely the Bardsey Story Wheel and Prospero, their AI story wizard. Bardsey has spent years testing and refining their technique, so it'll work for you and your learner too. Bardsey's first priority is to help your child complete one story. In the initial learning plan, Bardsey walks you through everything you need to help your child write a story with ease, whether it's their first or 50th. This simple goal is the initial step in setting your learner up for success as a writer. Bardsey has video courses that take creative writing and break it down into easily understandable concepts and fun. For example, a new video course is taught by a professional screenwriter and uses how superhero stories are told to walk the learner through creating their own character.
That sounds amazing. I'm signing my little one up for this. Yeah. The Story Spinner is a huge favorite. Kids spin and receive randomized ideas for characters, places, and themes to write about. Learners can submit their writing to be published each quarter along with other students' work as part of the Bardsey Homeschool Anthology. I love this review from Megan G, a mom of four. Creative writing can be a difficult thing to tackle because sometimes kids struggle with the mechanics of writing, leaving little room to let the imagination do its thing. Between the story prompts, ideas to get your story off to a great start, and a program to help you track and save it all, Bardsey has been so fun. Oh my goodness, sounds so fun. For more information about Bardsey, head to bardsey.com. That's Bardsey like the bard, like Shakespeare. B-A-R-D-S-Y dot com. And we'll have a link in the show notes at thehomeschoolsisters.com as well. Hi there, and welcome to the Homeschool Sisters podcast. I'm Kate. And I'm Kara. And we're two homeschooling moms doing this homeschooling thing right beside you. We don't have it all figured out. But one thing we know for sure is that homeschooling is a lot easier when you have a sister by your side. Kara. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to hear about some games and get some game ideas. <laughs> I'm excited to chat about it too. <laughs> Did I just, I, get, I just gave up the question though, didn't I? That's okay. All That's right. Okay. I guess we should probably read the question before I start talking about the question. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good question though. <laughs> so this week's question came to us through Instagram from Jacqueline. And Jacqueline writes, hi, you two beautiful, inspiring mothers. I would love for you to do your favorite homeschool games post by age or subject. I've been patiently waiting. If at all possible, I would love for it to be before Christmas, since this is what I would like to stock up on before the really cold winter temperature set in here in Idaho. Thanks a million for your podcast. They are the best. Aw, that's such a nice, a nice note. Super sweet. And, and one of our favorite subjects. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. One of your favorite subjects, I try, <laughs> but mostly I just ask you a lot of questions. So that's kind of what we're going to do today is I'm going to kind of ask you um, to share because you just wrote a fantastic post that has 100 educational games broken down by subject, which is like every mother's Christmas wish list come true because you can just send that to the grandparents and be like, just pick any of these. (laughs) Thank you. But that's so smart to stock up on games for Christmas because it's really in those winter months when we want that like games and puzzles and yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which we have a whole episode about that and we're talking about maybe doing a second one of those, right? (laughs) One of my favorite things. <laughs> so since you have this post that has 100 games, we're going to link to that in the show notes of this episode at thehomeschoolsisters.com. And people can go over there and peruse and fill their Amazon carts. And today we're just going to give kind of like a sneak peek. And you're going to talk about like just a one or two games per subject to kind Sounds of good to me. wet people's appetites, right? <laughs> <laughs> if not we we might be here for a little while it could get to be a very long episode (laughs) oh I could chat games forever in fact hopefully there's less editing today because my kids are playing a game right now my friend Shanna brought a game over this morning at 10 o'clock our time and it's now 5 p.m and they are still playing the same game 
if you can believe that. What game is it? The game that they're playing right now is called Magic Maze, and it's a cooperative game, and it's got a ton of different variations that you can play, which is why they're still playing it. There's all different types of setups, and you can play with one person, or you can play with up to 10 people. Oh, fun. And you can't talk when you play. It's a timed game. It plays quickly, and you're not allowed to talk to each other. So it's hilarious. That's really fun. So it's kind of the perfect game to play during a podcast because they're not supposed to be talking. (laughs) (laughs) You've cracked the code. We have to tell podcasting parents everywhere about this. Except I feel like we're going to jinx it and they're going to be out there fighting now. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know. And And just because you told me about this game, I have to share it. And it is a logic game. So it is educational. The cat crimes game. We have been having so much fun with that. And it's technically a one-player game, but what we do is we swap back and forth if, like, two of us are playing. Yes. And it is so much fun, and it's hard. It's for kids eight and up, but, like, it goes by levels. So there's, like, beginner and then intermediate and then advanced. And seriously, like, the advanced ones and the, I think it's, like, expert or, like, whatever the Mm -hmm. It is hard. It's, like, really, really hard for me as an adult. So... It's a fun game. I think game to all fun play makes the absolute best logic games. And we often play, most of them are designed for, well, not most, but a lot of them are designed for one player and we'll do the same thing or like set up a timer, a stopwatch and see who can complete it yeah. the fastest. Yeah. Yeah. It can be really fun. Yeah. Oh, it's such a, it's such a fun game time. And then, um, did you see there's a MacGyver escape the room game? Oh. <gasps> What? I'm just freaking out about that. Like, I have to get that for Christmas. So. I had no idea. Yeah. I don't know what the deal is, but I went through a phase when I was pregnant with my first where I would wake up at four o'clock in the morning and couldn't get back to sleep. And I would go out in the living room and I would watch an episode of MacGyver until I got sleepy. (laughs) And like, I fell in love with episodes of MacGyver. I don't know why. So I'm like, I have to try this. And we've both done those think fun escape the room games the last two years we've played um in our family we've played them on new year's eve and it's been the most fun new year's eve activity and so i'm like all right so this year we have to do macgyver escape the room right we just did an actual escape room yesterday really in like in your community we did my youngest is a hardcore gamer and his birthday was over labor day weekend and he wanted to do an event and so this was his event so it's very belated but he was Fun. so excited. He's already planning next birthday. He wants my, to do it yeah. again. Yeah. My husband got to do one of those in Las Vegas. He went to like a corporate thing and they set it up and it looked so fun. I was super jealous. It was really fun. Yeah. Um, okay. I have one more game to ask you about because I'm being selfish and then we can actually record like, you know, <laughs> what we set out to subject. do. <laughs> but I just saw, I'm looking through your post and it says that your nine-year-old favorite game right now is one night ultimate werewolf and that's the other one i've been thinking of getting for like usually we get like a couple games at thanksgiving and then play them like over thanksgiving weekend so that's the other one i was looking at getting was that one so i'm i'm curious it is so much fun and it's one of those games that the more people you have play it it's better <gasps> so it would be a so good you'd want to do like thanksgiving dinner or like a new year's eve get together or something like that the more the merrier with that one because everyone you're role-playing and you're bluffing 
and Ooh. there's different roles. You're closing your eyes during the game and you have this app. You don't have to have an app, but there is an app that goes along with it that's free and it tells you what to do. So if you're the insomniac, you're going to wake up now and you're going to do this action. And so okay. your oh, card fun. is not necessarily what you think you are by the end of the game and you're trying to find the werewolf. Is it pretty easy to learn? Very easy to learn. Okay. And then... Could we play it with four people or would it be super boring with just the four you of us? You can. My kids play it just the three of them. I think it's more fun if you, I think it's more fun when our whole family plays or okay. with extra people, but you can. My kids love it. Okay. Okay. I'll stop the asking the part is very fun now. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start with art and music. Do you have a game that's a favorite art and music game? Our favorite art game is probably a tie between good old fashioned Pictionary, which I think everybody is familiar with because we've been playing since the eighties, I think, Mm -hmm. or there's a game called cartoon it and you are trying to draw from memory, a cartoon face. Oh, wow. There's more to it than that. But if you've got a kid who's obsessed with Calvin and Hobbes, like I have three, it's a huge hit. Any sort of graphic novel, like it would tie in perfectly for kids that love art and that love the graphic style approach is really, really fun. Fun. Is that newer? I hadn't heard of that. Um, it's not, I feel like it's not that popular and I don't understand why, but it's not new. I've had it for at least eight years, I think. Okay. Cause I just, I, I feel like when my son was younger, he would have just loved that because he loved drawing in different cartoon styles. And, but maybe we could still try it. Might not be too late. No, I don't think so. Okay. I think you never outgrow some of these games. I love Pictionary. Pictionary is fun. I still love Pictionary. Pictionary But a music game, there's not a ton of music games out, but one that my son really likes is called Compose Yourself. And um, I can't read music, so I can't really tell you a ton about it. But there, there are these transparent cards with musical notes on them. And you sort of in, arrange them to compose your own music. And there's you need to have a computer because there's a program that goes with it. But you can actually make your own songs. Oh, how fun. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. And it's just a card deck, so it's small. So it would be perfect, like, stocking stuff. For a stocking, yeah. Because I'm just, I, I'm just thinking what's going to happen is I'm going to start filling my Amazon cart with things for different people in my family and in my life. And then, yeah, but <laughs> I have to focus right it now. It happens. It happens. <laughs> so next you have coding. Is there coding. a I have to tell coding? you about the one we just got that okay. we're playing all the time right now. So it, it literally just came out and it's called Potato Pirates. Oh, I saw you talking about which this. Which is just so funny. Did I talk about this on a previous episode? No, but here's what happened. You know how sometimes you're like scrolling through Facebook or whatever and you see something and I'm like, oh, I have to send that to Kate. And I was like, oh, wait, that's Kate posting about it. And it was Potato <laughs> Pirates. So, Yeah. <laughs> We're a little bit obsessed. I was like, new game alert. Yeah, got all excited. (laughs) So it actually has a little potato sack with teeny little stuffed potatoes of differing sizes. And you're trying to fight the enemy. And you perform all these actions on other people's potato pirate ships. But in doing so, you're doing beginner programming skills because they're... Okay. You know, the first action and then if then and 
There's this oh. whole series. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. that's fun. Okay, so is and it's it... just hilarious. the The illustrations are funny. the The little spuds are funny. That's yeah. It jumped out at me because I was like, it looks really cute. So is it? Yeah, you're like mashing your opponent or frying them. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect for that. Thanksgiving. We're gonna play it on Thanksgiving because that's it's a potato. Um, I know. So, <laughs> is it a card game or an online game or a little no? Bit of each? So it's. It's a card, mostly a card game, but there's some other elements. Okay. Okay. Kind of, kind of hard to classify, but small. It's not a big game. It doesn't take up a lot of space. Okay. You want to keep the potatoes away from puppies. (laughs) 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 They're very enticing. (laughs) (laughs) So what about geography? Geography are old standby favorite is scrambled states of america have you ever played that one there's a Uh, book that goes along with it it's really it's quirky all of the states i think they go to a party i'm trying to remember how the book goes because we haven't read the actual book in a while but they i think they go to a party and then they just want to try living in different places so they got all scrambled Mm -hmm. and your job is to get them home okay and it's how my kids learned u.s geography and then a perfect pairing with that, if we're going to do U.S. geography, is sequence states and capitals, which if ever, anyone knows the sequence game, it's that, but you're doing states and capitals. And my kids learned one winter, we just did that, and they know most of the capitals now. Wow. And we haven't been playing consistently since then. Okay. Okay. I, that actually jumps out at me on your list because we love sequence and I've noticed that sequence has some different versions that they've been coming out with. So mm-hmm. that's kind of fun. Um, and then I see you have ticket to ride and there's like, I love ticket to ride of them. And that's I always one wonder, of my favorite games of all time. Okay. Cause I always wonder if we should invest in that. Cause it's a, it's a little bit more than some games, but mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they have a Ticket to Ride, like, first adventure or something that just came out for, like, younger kids, right? For the little guys? Yeah. The junior version. Okay. Yeah, I really, I I like that game a lot, and it's one, it's a game that you can play, like, you could play that one at Thanksgiving, too. I think different generations appreciate it. It's not super complicated to explain, but it's also not, you're not doing your, you know, some old game that you play all the time. It's just something different and it's yeah. pretty. Yeah. I okay. like that one. All right. And then I see for history, you have some of our favorite games, which are the timeline. You games. told me about those. I love these. And we just swapped with another family. We had a couple versions and they had a couple versions and we swapped for a little while. And one of the things, well, there's two things I love about those games. First of all, they're like the perfect dinner game because they're these smaller mm-hmm. size cards. So you can have them on the table along with food and you're not like sticking, you know, your elbows in your <laughs> lasagna or something trying to play the game. And then the other thing is I feel like they're challenging for adults and kids, mm-hmm. but not in a way where it's like, I mean, some games, you know, when you're playing with, with your kids, you feel like, you could just sort of like wipe the floor with them and you don't want to because they're (laughs) tiny and it's not their fault that they're like four, you know, and they don't have as many cherries in their bucket or whatever. And, but this game, (laughs) it's like, it's genuinely hard for adults too, which makes it a little bit more fun because kids can win, adults can win. 
Um, it's not always like one person, you know. Right. And yeah. They're perfect if you're homeschooling and you're doing American history to just grab one of those and, mm-hmm. you know, play one day instead of doing a lesson. Yeah. Just to yeah. kind of review the things you've learned. Totally. That, that, that I have you to thank for those because we got <laughs> timeline and card line. The card line games are another. My kids love um, card line dinosaurs. Okay. Yeah. That's we a have a huge favorite. Uh, Cardline Animals, which is really fun because it's like you can play that one like three different ways. Can you do that with the dinosaur one too? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So that's size, kind of, yep. age, and height, or yeah, something, something like, like that. Like life that. expectancy. And, yeah, life expectancy. I think. It and is. you're really surprised. You learn something every game because yeah. you don't expect that you know whatever animal. I haven't played it recently, but whatever animal is going to live to be seventy eight. <laughs> Well, it's funny, like Shauna was saying, our friend Shauna from Not the Former Things was saying, she posted something on Instagram about how her kids know so much about animals. And it's just funny because I feel like there's so much more information out there for kids than there was when we were kids. And it was like, when we were kids, it was like, that's a cow. That's, a <laughs> you know, that's like an alligator. And now it's like, that's this particular kind of, you know, like fish that only got discovered two years ago. And kids know about this stuff. So it's kind of fun because you don't expect like whatever kind of random bird lives for, you know, 90 years. And you're like, wait, what? And then. And then you're yeah. pulling out your phone and Googling it and then yeah. you go down a rabbit hole. And that's. <laughs> Your homeschool day right there. Yeah, but it's fun because like as an adult, you're learning too. So it stays interesting, which... It does. Sometimes there's games that it's a little harder to be really excited about as a grown-up. So when you find one that you like playing with your kids, I think it's... I think that's, that's a like really nice thing. That's like me with Battleship. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't. I know there's educational value. That's geography right there. Your map skills and your quadrants. I just can't Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I jumped ahead though, because that's my, those are my favorite geography games or history games, but do you have a different favorite history game? Well, those are some of my favorites, but I also, when it comes to history, I really like trivia decks and my, some of our favorites are the professor noggin series. And this, this goes across subjects. So it's not just history. He has great, um, science ones too, actually, and they have art, they have music. They have basically any subject, but we love those for lunchtime learning just to put a deck on the table and just quiz each other. And it's super easy and fun. Yeah. Yeah. I like those too. And again, they have like different levels of questions. So kids can ask adults and then adults Mm -hmm. can be actually challenged by them. And, um, but then it's not like way too hard for a younger child to play too. So it's like right. a great equalizer. Both of those kinds of games are are really good equalizers. And they're fun. And you genuinely are learning things. So I like those too. Um, language arts, reading. What about those topics? There are some fun ones here. You have your basics like Scrabble and Bananagrams, which I love. I love, love Scrabble. I can play it every single day. But... They now have a Mad Libs game, which is pretty hilarious. That oh. makes it love. And your working grammar. Yeah. <laughs> and then another perfect one for lunchtime is Boggle. It seems like an old lady game, but it's actually really fun. <laughs> Why <laughs> and does it, it seem <laughs> clean really easy? 
Why does it seem like an old lady game? Is it because like... I don't know. You're right though. I kind of thought of that like Boggle. Yeah, like Boggle and Yahtzee, you always think of like old timer games and I love both of them. So maybe I'm just an old gamer soul. (laughs) Yeah. But we love that one for lunch. I love Yahtzee and I loved when you shared on Instagram that you got the giant outdoor Yahtzee <gasps> set. Oh, that was so fun. That would be such a fun... Yardsy, Kara. Yeah. It's Yardsy. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, and, it, and it doubles as... Um, yeah, it was Farkle. What did they yeah. call it? Yard, yard, yard Farkle? Yarkle? Yarkle? <laughs> oh my gosh. I love, I love I Farkle remember. too, though. Farkle's really fun. We have to yes. replace our Farkle. Our dog kind of chewed up our Farkle a little bit. That's not a <laughs> sentence you hear people saying all the time. Our dog chewed up our farkle. Um, <laughs> so we have to replace that. But yeah, the, the, I mean, it's so funny. They're like these gigantic. But how fun is that? I wish like, slept them to the pool this summer. Yeah. I'm thinking <laughs> as long as you live in a warmish Here's climate <laughs> where you're not getting a ton of snow, you could, you could play. Giant games. I was thinking, we, so we have giant Jenga and we have giant yard seat. And I was thinking if you had a playroom, like a basement playroom or something with carpet, you could play that down there or you could use it for your math and just make math more fun by rolling these giant dice. Oh, totally. Right? You could totally do that. You know what that just made me think of too is, is it Cranium? What was that game where it's like you've got all the mats on the floor and you push the Hullabaloo. thing? Hullabaloo. That's what it was. And that was such a good game to have when the kids were little and you're like stuck indoors, but you want them to do something active. But yeah, we pulled that one out for like do years. Do a funky dance. Yes. Yes. You exactly. That? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it was so nice because sometimes when you're stuck inside, like if kids are, they're not really sick, but like they're not feeling great and it's winter mm-hmm. and you don't want to take them out or um, they have pink eye. Oh my goodness, pink eye. Or where it's like they feel fine, but you can't go out in public. Um, Or it's just cold, you know, having games like that where you can like get up and move. Or one sibling's sick and the others are bouncing off the wall. Right. (laughs) That happened up. Hullabaloo saved me on many a witching hour. And I was really, really sad to, even though sometimes the music drove me a little bonkers if we had been playing it all afternoon. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to sing it now to drive you crazy, but <laughs> we pro- I probably it, could remember it. Saved it us. Yeah, that's a good one too. Um, do they still make that? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yep. So logic. We talked a little bit about logic with cat crimes and just think fun games making really good. Logic. I would say if you're looking for logic, Think Fun makes, in my opinion, the best one player logic games that like we are saying, you could turn it around and do teams okay. um, or, or take turns with each other. They have um, so, so many. Rush Hour is probably my favorite. That's an oldie. And it's just trying to get cars out of traffic. It's like one of yeah. those little mazes that used to get at birthday parties. Yep. Yeah. Goodie bags when you're trying to arrange everything. Um, but if we're going to pick something that's not think fun, there's a game called Onitama and it's beautiful. And it's like, it's like chess, but it's not chess. It's got these gorgeous pieces and it has a card element and you move your pieces according to these cards that you're then switching. So you know that your card is going to go to the next player. So you have to plan ahead 
which pieces you're going to move and in which directions and how the opposite player is going to counter. Oh, using so the it's same like cards. It's chess really with strategy. Smart. Like you have to think yeah. out. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. And really it's not chess, but it's like chess. If you like chess, if you're a kid, my little chess players are obsessed with this game. Oh, I bet. And it's just really pretty. Yeah. And that, I like, I like yeah. when a game is really pretty. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's weird. <laughs> and you know what else I see on your logic list is mastermind. And I love that game. Classic. And yeah, we play that all the time. It's so fun because it's like, it's short to play one round. So like, let's say you're waiting for water to boil during dinner prep or lunch and your kids are kind of feeling like this, like squirrely, you know, energy. You can play one round of mastermind and switch who sets it up and who doesn't. And that's a really fun game. This episode is sponsored by KiwiCo. A new year is always a great time to discover new things about ourselves and our interests. And it is just as important for the kids in our lives to make these same discoveries. With a KiwiCo subscription, your child can discover something new all year long. KiwiCo's seriously fun and innovative crates provide accessible science and art projects to kids of all ages. For trailblazing toddlers to more experienced explorers and every age in between. Kara, what KiwiCo goodies have you enjoyed recently? Oh man, my daughter is still going through her stack of Eureka crates, which um, we had a little stockpile of because I am notoriously behind on all crates <laughs> and all all created uh, curriculum that we use in our school. Um, but it's so nice for winter to have those on hand because like those gloomy days when you just can't, there's nothing to do. Um, so she pulls out all kinds of really, I mean. It's like she's making handy household items. Like she made an electric pencil sharpener. I mean, amazing. We needed one of those. And the pencils of, are never sharpened. No. And instead of just going on to like Amazon and buying one, she got the experience of making one. And like every time we, I, I, I don't know, like I, I might be imagining it, but I feel like every time we sharpen a pencil, she's kind of like, yeah, I made that. <laughs> As she Not in a bad way, just kind of like, eh, you know. I can make things now. (laughs) Encourage your children to be innovators and creative thinkers. They won't believe what they can build and accomplish with KiwiCo. When they're finished, watch their confidence be as big as their smile. Your child can get super cool hands-on science, art, and geography projects delivered to their door every month. While they might not be able to go to fun places right now, you can bring a whoa, awesome experience straight to them with KiwiCo. An unboxing a crate feels just as exciting as receiving it. Oh, and kids love getting mail. Isn't that the best? Definitely. definitely. Oh, man. Um, everything they need is inside each colorful crate so your child can get started right away. With KiwiCo's hands-on art and science projects, kids can engineer a walking robot, design a paint pendulum, conduct bubbling chemistry experiments, and more, all from the comfort of home. Everything you need to make STEAM seriously fun delivered to your doorstep. Get 30% off your first month with the code HOMESCHOOL. That's 30% off your first month at K-I-W-I-C-O dot com, promo code HOMESCHOOL. This episode is sponsored by Photo IQ. Photo IQ was created and is taught by Gus Cantavero, a professional photographer and filmmaker who has shot advertising, documentary, and photojournalism around the world. He was also homeschooled, so he knows what you need in a course. 
Photo IQ is the only course of its kind with more depth than any high school or even intro college course. You'll get graded quizzes and feedback on your assignments to build your portfolio and school file. Intro to Digital Photo covers camera basics, intro to still life and food, portraiture, landscape, action, and more. You'll learn about photography while hearing stories about the photos from Gus's travels. You'll even receive a free camera buying guide to educate you on your purchase before you shop. I would have loved this when I was so 16 cool. years old and got super into photography and just only had access to like old magazines at the photo store. <laughs> that is so cool. Photo IQ has no ads, subscriptions, or time limits. Take or retake the class whenever you want. You will have email support and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Okay, so nothing to lose there. Email help at photoiq.co for any questions. Get an incredible 30% off with their New Year sale with code SISTERS. Use the code SISTERS for 30% off until the end of February. And again, we'll put those uh, that link in the show notes at thehomeschoolsisters.com. Math. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I see a lot of well, favorites on here. Okay. Yeah, I have to, like, Yahtzee is such a good math game. And I know it's, we've said, it's a little bit of an old lady game, but it's really fun. Kids love making the noise with the cup and the dice. Yeah. And it can be fun to play with, you know, if you have grandparents over, if you have a big group, everyone kind of gets it and can play it easily. Um, Monopoly is another old one that teaches really, really good math skills. I don't know whether you ever actually finish it <laughs> I mean, you can leave it out on the dining room table we go through phases where my kids will play it we'll play it you know an entire afternoon and then take it up the next day yeah. but inevitably someone bumps it or something happens and then we just abandon it but it's a great game it does cause fights my friend who is here today who left us the game that we switched with that my kids are still playing told me that there is now a version of Monopoly out that's a cheater's version. And when you catch someone cheating, you put them in handcuffs for the rest of the game until you find the next cheater, which really? I thought was hilarious. That I have yet to look funny. it up. Because someone always cheats. That's the other thing is that you're learning all this great stuff, but someone's cheating and then there's a fight. <laughs> well, because the stakes are high. You just can't hold They're it. All, they are. It's very you high really, stakes. You need, you need that property. And, you... and you're investing like days. So... <laughs> Really but, you is. know, my, hus my husband, well, not my husband, my son loved Monopoly and he understood money so easily and naturally because of mm -hmm. playing Monopoly all the time. So, yeah, we loved, we loved Monopoly. We still love Monopoly, but it's not the same level of constant loved. play that it was for a little while there where it was just all the time Monopoly. But nonstop. Another one I was going to say that we discovered this year is if anyone has ever played Clumsy Thief, which is a great game, um, it's an adding game, a card game, there's a new one out called Check the Fridge, and it's super easy to learn, and your kids are doing math, and the illustrations are great, and you're basically like trading vegetables and making pairs of vegetables, and you're trying to avoid getting the stinky cheese card, <laughs> and it sounds like you're not learning anything, but you totally are. It's the best kind of game. Oh, fun. My kids will often play it just with themselves. Yeah. Oh, oh that's fun. And they giggle, and then I giggle because they're practicing math. <laughs> yeah. And, um, okay, block us. Is that how you say it? 
I think we've I said this before. This is, this is the debated topic here. Is it Blockus or Blocus? I don't, I don't know, know, but that's another game that I will play anytime. Because Me you too. know how sometimes there's games that, you know, you pull out and you're like, this is either going to be a commitment or a fight, like um, all the Munchkin games. Yes. Because that, because <laughs> I still don't know how to play that. I just looked over my shoulder because I don't want to upset my children if they hear me say this. But the, the problem with those games is that the rules are sort of like loose and interpretive mm-hmm. and like, and so... <laughs> It's like Kelvin Ball, you know, where it's like, no, that's not the rule. Now that is the rule. And it just always ends in a fight. So anytime somebody brings out one of those, and there's like 40 versions of it. Yes. So I kind of have to hide from that one. But Blockus or Blocus. We, we had a big fight anytime. trying to learn that one. And I put it away for a while. And then this summer, my boys pulled it out and learned how to play with themselves. And it's like their game that they play now. Well, that's good. That's yeah. good. And so and, Munchkin had a happy ending. Over well, here. and that's the thing too, is my son and his friends will play that for hours and they're fine because they all work it out. But I think it's a little different sometimes if it's like with parents or I don't know. So that's just a good overall tip I think for games is that sometimes if something doesn't work within your family, like if your kids play it with friends or something, it's totally different or... um if all else fails, pull out a cooperative game. <laughs> um, okay, nature. Well, speaking oh. of cooperative games, Wildcraft is yeah. a popular cooperative game that teaches you about different plants and trees and herbal remedies. And my kids have loved that one. The artwork is really beautiful. We've actually, it wasn't my idea, but my kids one summer they were obsessed with playing that. And then they started this whole nature journal art store based on the artwork there. Like they tried to replicate the artwork of the game. Oh, wow. Which is another kind of cool thing that happens when you play a lot. You can use different parts of games for art inspiration or for writing prompts. We like to do that a lot with a bunch of games. Yeah. And Wildcraft is a really beautiful game. Um, but I, I see bird bingo and dog bingo, and it just brings back these warm memories of playing those games. I remember those. And actually, when we moved, we I didn't have the heart to get rid of bird bingo or dog bingo. I love those. Oh, those are, they're so pretty. They are. And they really do, like, teach a lot about the different breeds and things. Because um, doesn't it have, like, a little fact on each one when you pull it out it'll be like I'm, I'm pretty sure and plus it has that big fold out it's almost like a poster that you yeah. can refer to as you're putting the chips down I'm just I'm upset because I am just now seeing cat bingo like where is that been I know. all How my life I have that I don't know and there's bug bingo there's all kinds mm-hmm. of bingos there's oh, a lot fun. of bingos out there yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah, I mean, that's a really, those companies are, um, or that company that makes those, they're really just well done and nice and educational, but approachable, like mm-hmm. for kids. There's another one on here that I'm not seeing in my post. Um, that's mm-hmm. good. It's called tracking the national parks. I think they're mm-hmm. coming up with an updated one now, but it's a map, you know, it's geography, nature. It's a map of the United States and it has all the national parks and you're trying to travel around to get to each of them. And if you pair that with either a documentary or one of the National Geographic 
national park books. We've had a lot of fun with that. Oh, that's awesome. You can raise a bunch of little tiny Leslie Nopes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's awesome, though. Um, Okay, and then science. Science, there's so many good ones. Um, I have to give a shout out to Think Fun again, but they have the, have you played the maze games? The circuit maze and laser maze and gravity maze. I don't think so. No. Those are overlapping science logic and they're really, really fun. Um, there's a STEM game that they make that's called Roller Coaster Challenge and you actually mm. construct your own roller coaster. Yeah, we, we have done My that My kids one. love that. There's another really fun card game called Oregon Attack and it yeah. is... It's so funny. <laughs> I've heard it's you so talk funny. about that one. You're basically stealing each other's organs, and the <laughs> cards are these cartoon, like it'll have your esophagus or your stomach and your heart. And it's just got funny things that it says on there. So you're laughing as you're playing, but you're also learning about the body as you're doing it. Yeah. Okay. I When you're saying that, I was just remembering this morning, I think I saw in your game schooling group which we'll have to link to um, in the show notes. And then you've got so many good game school things that we can link to in the show notes. People can just like go crazy with the game schooling. Um, But this is the time of year for it. Um, But I just saw, is it Hasbro or something that they're adapting some of their games? So they have like a sorry, not sorry game. I just, you know, I didn't get a chance to look. I saw that right before we came on. Yeah. It's a spoof, like a parody on your classic game. Yes. And then there's one that's like botched operation. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just thinking they looked like they were a lot of fun. So maybe we can find some of those and link to them. Oh, or that would be link perfect. to that story. I don't know how much they are, but if you do like a Yankee swap or. Oh, yeah. Or a, um, I know that's like a regional. We figured out last year that's a regional thing. So people are sitting mm-hmm. at home saying, what? <laughs> But yes. like a holiday swap gift, white elephant. Well, anybody who has, is an office fan knows about Yankee Swap. But yeah, white <laughs> elephant or uh, what else did they say on there? We call it Nasty Christmas. <laughs> 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 so yeah, there's lots of different ways to do it. But like, uh, yeah, but like that would a, be kind of hilarious. That would be really fun. Um, and I see pandemic on there, which I always, I think I've even said this before when we've been recording. I should just buy that because my kids love, it's an online game and it's Plague. Plague Inc.? Oh. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Um, I and, don't. And they love it. And it's basically about like setting loose. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> it's about setting loose like a deadly plague. But there's a lot of strategy involved and geography and they play it mm-hmm. online. And so I always think I should just buy Pandemic. But again... It's a really fun game. Is it? Okay, because it's, yep. it's it's a little bit more, you know, than some of them. Like, Yeah, I know. Some of them are some of them are pricey, which is hard. But that's yeah. why I think if you do it for Christmas and you just have... My kids were talking today. All the catalogs came in this week, like all in one fell swoop. So I'm getting the <laughs> random requests for like suddenly we want a Barbie dream house that's like 200 bucks and all of this. And, um, so they were saying that they were going to only ask for five things because Santa always brings like a really good game. And it was just really sweet to hear them say that. And they could remember the last couple of years, which games they got for Christmas. That's awesome. And that just made me happy. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, and that's... And they're playing why. a loud game right now. <laughs> but that's why I always I see, ask I you. I say, like, is this worth it? And then you'll tell me which ones are worth That's what. That's more. a really fun, like, family game night game. That's yeah. really fun. But it's yeah. funny, like, pandemic. You think about some of the... Um, the, the points of the games and they are really funny when you get down to think about some of them are strange, but yeah, it's kind of the same thing when you read your kid fairy tales and they're strange too. So, right. <laughs> well, <laughs> my son and I, we used to go to this coffee shop together and they had board games there and you know, he wasn't that old. He was like seven or eight maybe. And so we started with Monopoly cause that was his favorite, but then we realized it's hard to finish Monopoly in a coffee shop. And so then we went to, I think the different, I don't remember one. And then we went to Clue and I'm explaining Clue to him. And it's like, so it's a game about murdering people basically is what we're going to play together during our quality one-on-one time. But the first time we ever played Clue, my daughter, this was probably three or four years ago. My daughter, what ended up being the bad guy. I just had a complete meltdown. Like, oh no. Oh no. Yeah. I can't remember how it worked out, but it was the biggest meltdown. She usually didn't melt down over games. Others do. Yeah. <laughs> More frequently. But she just was like, I just I'm not having this. Yeah. I don't So wanna... we eventually yeah. switched to Harry Potter because Is that you're not Yeah, what it's it... much it's much tamer. Okay. Yeah. Cause there's I just saw the ha- that Hasbro thing. There's like a... it's not Oh, you lose one of your friends in Las Vegas. That's what it is. The updated Hasbro. I think it's Hasbro. I hope I'm not saying the wrong game company, but I think you're right. We can link to it. But yeah, one of your friends is lost in Las Vegas and it's about (laughs) finding out where they are, uh, who they're with and (laughs) what they're doing, (laughs) what they were doing when they got lost or something. So it looked like it would be, it would be kind of fun. Maybe, maybe for adults or older teens, but um, okay. Well, you're a Yankee swap. You're a Yankee swap. <laughs> I'm seriously, that's what I'm doing after the show. I'm going to go check it out, see how much they are. Cause it might be perfect for yeah. us. Get, get some Open botched family members for listen. family members. So I love this because you have a whole section of one player games, which is awesome because like for quiet time or sometimes siblings are having a lot of fun together and sometimes they're not. And it's nice to be able to be like, Hey, you can go do this and do something fun, but also not be on top of each other. (laughs) (laughs) So true. Um, I have to give another shout out to think fun because they make the best one player games and they have a whole line of them that work on logic and reasoning and problem solving or coding. They have a whole line of codings. Um, but also, and I should also give a shout out to the game that my kids were playing up until a couple minutes ago when it got louder, (laughs) uh, magic maze, because they have literally played that all mostly my youngest. So they started out playing together And then my youngest played for probably four hours straight with himself and Mr. Pancake, who I've mentioned before. Mr. Pancake is a serious gamer. (laughs) And then they all started playing again. So, I mean, it's just, I like when you get a game that you can play in different ways. And this one, while new to me just today, 
made an impression because you can play it in a number of different ways and you can play it by yourself or you can play it with two people or you can play with up to 10 people. And I just see a lot of longevity there, a lot of different playing options, which is always nice. Yeah, that's good because when you're making an investment in a game, you don't want to have something that you play maybe once or twice and then it kind of, we got the, um, not to bash any games, but we got the Oregon Trail card game. Oh. And it just hasn't really been something that we've played more than a few times. And, you know, we'll pass it on to a different family and they'll have fun with it. And that's fine. But it's My nice. boys love it, but it is definitely, it takes up a lot of floor space to play it. And you're also probably not going to win. So I had to have sit my kids down and say, look, this was a game when I was little. And part of the fun of it was that you basically always died. Like it was exciting if you won because you're basically going to die. You're you know, going to get. I wonder how by much dysentery. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how much that factors into it, too, that you do only win very, mm-hmm. very rarely. So maybe that was part of it, too. But it is also like a lot. You have to be playing on the floor. I don't think you could play that on any table, on any table in my house. Yeah. And that's kind of tricky, too. Like, mm-hmm. it takes up a lot of space. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of card games, you have a whole section of just card games. Card games are some of my favorite games. And probably the company that makes my absolute favorites is Game Right. And they have a ton. So they have um, my Probably the one that like warms my heart the most is this game called Gubs that nobody's ever heard of. And it's this magical world that you're trying to, I mean, there's all, it's, all of the words are made up. All of the characters are made up. The illustrations are really interesting. And we started playing a couple years ago during the winter, fall, winter, this time of year. And my youngest, who loves games and loves to imagine and has probably the best imagination of anybody I know, was so enthralled with this game, but he had to play on teams because he wasn't reading yet. And the words are tricky. It's like esteemed elder. He was, he so wanted to play by himself. He was so just hell bent on becoming his own gubs player that it taught him to read like a hundred percent. Oh, wow. Oh. In a couple of months he was playing independently. So, and it's still one of his favorite games. So gubs and also Dragonwood are his two favorite games when it comes to card games. And that's a little bit of a cheat with Dragonwood because it does have dice. But that's another game that I have yet to meet a kid in that age bracket who likes games that does not love Dragonwood. We give it out to for like every birthday. It is a huge, huge hit. Oh, fun. And you have Exploding Kittens, which is that's so fun. One. And Blink, which is... I think my favorite card game. Um, I'm terrible at Blink. <laughs> oh, I love Blink. And I love taking it, like, I keep it in my bag and we'll take it to coffee shops and things. Because, again, you can play, like, a couple rounds mm-hmm. really fast. And it's another game that I'll play anytime. I love it. It's just my kids beat me. That and Spot <laughs> It, my kids will beat me every okay. single time. I'm terrible at Spot It. But Blink, I can at least be somewhat competitive. Spot It, I just get... <laughs> creamed it's just sadness um, I'm like where is the hammock 
I didn't see it. Slow down. <laughs> and I love you have a ton of cooperative games. I didn't even realize there were like this many cooperative games. We had, you know, we starting out gaming, like wanting to raise kids that liked games and trying to create like a family culture where it's something that's fun. We have um, a couple intense personalities in our house. So we had one child that does not like winning games. She does now, but for a very long time, she did not. Because there was another child who loved to win and just the competition of it all. And competitive games are great because your non-competitive kid gets a break and your super competitive kid learns to be a team player and learns that you can win together or work together. You know, it's teaching you to to win and lose with grace. Mm-hmm. And yeah. both are important. And we actually just gave up when we moved three games. We gave up Max, Snowstorm, and what is the other one by that company? Harvest Time. Oh, there was one more, I thought. But it's a company that makes, um, like, a family-owned company, a little tiny, and they're in mm-hmm. Canada, and they make these games, and they're so sweet. And it's... It was really, really nice to have those as a mom when the kids were younger because you want to play a game, but you also want no one to freak out. So, yeah. No board flipping. No, no. and Sibling squabbles and board flipping. Yeah. And like, you know, you know how like when you read a really good read aloud together, you have this like shared language that you mm-hmm. develop. It was like that, you know, where you have this shared thing that you're, you know, trying to keep the mouse and the bird safe from Max or whatever. And it was just, and it was like really sweet to have that togetherness, you know? And some of the competitive games like Peaceable Kingdom comes to mind. They make a lot of uh, non-competitive, sorry, non-competitive games for very young kids. And it helps you learn, you know, to introduce your children to the whole concept of gaming because it's kind of complicated when you think about it. And it's mm-hmm. hard It's hard to teach somebody. And you don't want to get stuck just playing Candyland over and over again. No offense to Candyland, but <laughs> it we can get a little tiresome. a lot of Candyland. We played a lot of Hi-Ho Cheerio. Um, but you actually have Shoots a whole section ladders. too for just little game schoolers. It's the cutest section in the whole list, I say. <laughs> Look at that. Because oh. a lot of people get, that's like one of the pain points with game schooling is you want your kids, you have this idea that you're going to have family game night and you're going to be sitting around the fire eating popcorn and like sharing all these memories, but it takes a lot of work to get there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And still, even still, people ask if we always play well. No, we do not. <laughs> Well, and but that doesn't discount the good times and the memories we're making. Yeah. And I, I think some of those like Hi-Ho Cherio and Candy and like the little kid games that maybe are just sort of not super, you know, for adults, you're not feeling like super challenged and it's a little bit like, okay, yep. I got the card again. I get to move two purple spaces forward. Hooray me, you know, but <laughs> you're, it's an investment because you're teaching your kids those skills mm-hmm. and like how to play games and how to enjoy games. So it is worth it if you can stick it out because then you get to play mm-hmm. like super fun games with your kids and yes, it's the best. Yeah. <laughs> you have conversation starter games. Those uh, are perfect for Thanksgiving too. And travel games. 
You have so many <laughs> classic games. I mean, seriously, this post. We just have I, to. I have a problem. <laughs> I don't think you do. I think you have a solution. I think you have. <laughs> <laughs> I think you have the solution. Um, you even have like DIY stuff to make your own games. So that's really fun too. Like we've done, um, we've made our own expansion packs for certain games. Like we really love Dixit and the packs are expensive. So one year I just challenged the kids to make their own. And I think it was a gift maybe for my husband. I can't remember, but they, we went out and got really nice, like thick cards and they did art and we, it's in the box with Dixit. That's awesome. So we could play our own game. Yeah, it was really fun. And yeah. we've done our own headbands. We've done cards. Yeah, yeah. That's really fun. <laughs> like, there's a lot of, you can get really creative. We've, for years, played headbands, like, while we're making Thanksgiving dinner. Like, because you can do it while you're doing other things. Um, so you, like, have it on there, and you're, like, making the mashed potatoes or, like, you know, basting <laughs> the turkey. And you're, like, am I, am I a lamp? Am I a lamp? You know. and but <laughs> I'm <it's>, a doorknob. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's fun. And um, I don't know. I just, I love playing games with, with my kids. And I love, like, those memories that they make. So this is, like, a super good start to it but everybody needs to go over this post is called game schooling 100 educational games for homeschooling this is so much here so many resources so everybody needs to go over and look at that and then you have just so many um different posts on your site and you have your game schooling group on facebook and and let me tell you equally obsessed i found my tribe (laughs) over there You know what my favorite? It's actually really dangerous because I go in and I'm like, oh no, now I got to look at that. (laughs) You know what my favorite thing is? Like somebody will post like, I just found this at Goodwill still in the box for $3 and they're like freaking out. And then it's like 80 comments of people being like, what? So yeah. That's such a good deal. Or you can go on there. Like if you're at Goodwill and you have a question, you can go on there and say, how many pieces is Othello supposed to have or something like that to see if you actually get a good deal and someone because it's so active will tell you that's awesome they're really awesome in there so we will link to that group we will link to a bunch of your posts including this one that has a hundred educational games for homeschooling and and we did another game schooling episode like yeah. a how-to that we should link to i hope i didn't overlap too much although i mentioned a lot of new ones i don't think ask. you did i think this has been a lot of new stuff and um people will hear me saying the exact same five games that i love to play all the time but <laughs> there's nothing wrong with old favorite at least you know they stand the test of time so <laughs> i seriously i could play scrabble every day thankfully i have one kid that will play with me but they're like come on <laughs> Mom, <laughs> can we just, this one time, can we just play Scrabble for a little while? But that's good to know. That's good to know which ones you want to hold on to and which ones mm-hmm. you can maybe like invest in if it's mm-hmm. a little bit more and which ones you can throw in your purse because if they get banged up, it's not a big deal. So Right. And if you have homeschool friends, like swap. We just found a, an old friend who was lived elsewhere for a while who came back who's the one that lent us the game today we swapped we gave her a hogwarts hogwarts deck building game okay and she lent us this game that i've been talking about so i mean it's great if you have like similar overlapping game you know likes and dislikes that you can just share they come over every week and we share a game with each other so 
her daughter oh, will bring fun. a game and teach my children and then we'll teach them a game. Oh, and that's it's just so awesome. fun. Very yeah. informal. We've kind of been doing that too, accidentally, because my son is taking biology on Tuesdays with some friends and the kids that are slightly younger, they, we've all been bringing games and we all play games together. And so we've been doing like the timeline games and uh, code names, which is so fun. And then we brought Did over- Did you know they have a Harry Potter code names now? They do? Yeah. <gasps> Oh my goodness. I know a lot of fun stuff is coming out because of the holidays. Yeah. I, I was like, oh. Well, everybody <laughs> needs to like keep an eye on your stuff because if you are interested in games, you share stuff all the time in all the places Facebook, Instagram, your game schooling group, at your site, mylittlepoppies.com. And then we'll, we'll link to everything in the show notes at thehomeschoolsisters.com so that everybody can find this big long list of games because there's going to be a lot, but. It's the perfect time. It is. It doesn't get any better than playing games on Thanksgiving and with then, twinkle lights and yeah, and then pie. docking up on some games for Christmas and then being able to play all winter long. That makes me look forward to winter instead of dread. Yes. <laughs> our, you know, our Huga schooling honestly was one of the best things we did last winter because it really makes me. I took out a couple twinkle lights early before Thanksgiving even this year. And it has made a world of difference at night for me. Yeah. Wait, we need to revisit On that. dreary four o'clock afternoons when you're just like, oh, right. so gross up. Yeah. But it's wait, it's 5 p.m. here cold. and it's like pitch black. It's like it's midnight. It's pitch black. Yeah. You yeah. could go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> and it's my the body, day after daylight savings time. To. So maybe we should. I know. <laughs> We're in shock. <laughs> All right. Well, we will make sure we have links to everything at the show notes at thehomeschoolsisters.com. And we will be back next week. So have a great week, Kate. You too, Kara. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for hanging out with us today. We'd love to answer your question next, so head to our site, thehomeschoolsisters.com, and click on Ask Us a Question. We share posts over there, too, and you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. We'd also love it if you'd leave us a review on iTunes so we can connect with more sisters out there. And until next time, remember, you've got this, sister. Sister.